everyone is on their own journey, so you can't compare yourself to anyone else. And I think that you should give yourself credit for the little steps that you do take. This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Welcome to episode 25 of Alopecia Life. Today's guest is Maddie Wojtovich. Many of you will know her as the face and motivation behind the Children's Alopecia Project that began 15 years ago when she was first diagnosed. Listen in to hear how Maddie discovered who she was after heading to college and what happened after posting a body positivity photo online that led to a collaboration with a major fashion brand. Welcome, Maddie. Thank you so much for being here on Alopecia Life. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell me what is happening for you lately. What's new for you? (laughs) So I'm currently, I just started my senior year at Philadelphia University studying fashion merchandising. I currently have a specialization in global brand strategies. So it's basically just the business side of fashion. I'm hoping to get into like marketing and public relations. But yeah, that's about it. It's been keeping me busy. I also am currently working as a key holder and body specialist at The Gap. So when I'm not in classes, I'm usually at work, but I'm, I'm loving it. It's been oh, good. Awesome. And I know that so much of your life has been wrapped up in the Children's Alopecia Project that your dad specifically started, but, you and, but your mom and your entire family are totally involved with. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So when I was five years old, I was diagnosed with alopecia and my mom had previously had alopecia. She was always able to cover it up. But when I got diagnosed, I lost my hair very quickly. And within like a few weeks, I had already lost about 80% of my hair. So my parents immediately looked for help. They wanted me to feel included and normal especially because I was, I was just starting kindergarten, a new school, making new friends. But everything that we found was mostly catered towards adults, like all of the support groups that we tried out. And my parents thought that the best way to find me the support would be to start it themselves. So they started the Children's Alopecia Project, and it started out very small, just a support group that would meet up about once a month with three or four other kids in the area and we would do fun things just like go to the movies or go skating just to make us feel like we were normal and accepted and just create this judgment-free zone that we weren't used to. So yeah, that's how it started. And long story short, here we are now and it's turned into a global nonprofit. My dad's currently traveling across the country speaking to schools and it's really crazy and surreal to think about how far they've come. Yeah. And how long has that been then? Has it been about 15 years? Yeah. So the Children's Alopecia Project was started in 2004 and it is 2019. So yeah, about 15 years. 
Awesome. And you're a spokesperson for them, right? You you speak at events and are also a big advocate for it. Yes, yeah. definitely. I haven't been able to speak to schools as much as I used to since I am in school now, but any chance I can get to volunteer or just help help out with the nonprofit, I'm always there. And how do you feel about kind of, you don't want to disassociate yourself from CAP, of course, but finding your own independence as Maddie Wojtovich, right? I mean, just saying mm-hmm. this this is separate from who I am. It's obviously a piece of you, but how do you feel in kind of separating yourself from that? Right. Yeah, that's actually a good point you brought up because I, I don't get that question a lot, but it's definitely very valid. And, you know, my whole life, I come from a small town, Reading, Pennsylvania. Everyone knew my family as the family with the nonprofit. And I was always looked at as sort of this poster child for it. And everyone knew me as a girl with no hair. So no one ever had any questions. They all knew I had alopecia. But when I moved to Philadelphia for school, it was a huge wake-up call for me. No one knew what alopecia was. No one knew what the Children's Alopecia Project was. And growing up, I went to private school. So I was with the same group of people every year. Mm -hmm. So college, I really had to reinvent myself and find myself because no one knew me, which was honestly a blessing in disguise because I was able to be whoever I wanted to be. And I wasn't given this label as the girl with alopecia. But yeah, it was really eye-opening, but I was able to find myself in a way that still tied me back to Children's Alopecia Project and alopecia because obviously it's a huge part of my life. But it also made me able to express myself in different ways. Like I'm a huge advocate for self-love and body positivity and just positivity in general. And it really helped me create this platform for myself. Yeah. And when, when you started school, were you thinking of going into the fashion industry or was it some other focus that you were thinking of? Yeah. So growing up, I always knew I wanted to go into fashion. I've always loved art and loved piecing outfits together. I took some sewing classes, some sketching classes, but it wasn't until my senior year of high school that I decided I was more interested in the business side of fashion. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't even know that fashion merchandising was a major. But as soon as I found out about that, I knew it was a perfect fit for me. And that kind of transitioned really well when you were talking about body positivity and what you're now doing with Aerie. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So it all kind of started by accident, which is like the craziest thing about it. But a few years ago, after my freshman year of college, I was going through some body confidence issues. I have never been one to really be insecure or hide my alopecia. Like that has never really been an issue for me, which I'm really blessed. But going to school and like I said, like having to find myself again, it came along with a ton of other confidence issues. I was always worried about my weight. I always thought that I wasn't beautiful enough. And that tied into making me like lose interest in my major and my passion for fashion because I was always just wearing oversized sweatshirts and just things that hid my body because I was so insecure. Mm-hmm. But the summer after my freshman year of high school, I decided that I was sick of it and I wanted to be bold. And so I bought 
a bikini from Aerie, which is a brand tied in with American Eagle. I decided I was just going to wear that bikini and post a photo in it, which at the time was huge for me because, like I said, I was just not confident with my body or posted photos or anything like that. But surprisingly, when I tagged the brand, they saw it and reached out asking if they could use that on their website. That was huge for me. And it was really scary because I felt uncomfortable posting that photo on my own social media. Then they were going to be using it on their website all over the country. Every time anyone clicked on that page, they would be seeing me. Mm-hmm. But it was a really good stepping stone. After that, I didn't think anything else would come from it. Like that was it. It was once and done. But then about seven months later, they reached back out about that same photo and asked if I would be okay if they used that photo in all of their storefronts across the country and in their marketing. So that means when they send out packaging, that would be the photo and in their window displays. And eventually it ended up on a billboard in Times Square, which is crazy. (laughs) But yeah, it all started by accident. And now this past August, they reached out about making me one of their ambassadors, which means that I'm like part of their team. It is my job to promote them on Instagram. So I'm sent clothing and just a partner for them. It's a really cool opportunity because it combines my love for fashion and my love for body positivity and self-love because those are the two biggest things that they stand for. So I'm really, really lucky to be a part of this brand. Yeah. And who would have even imagined, right? Just just going, okay, I'm going to snap a picture and then you know, know. I'm on Times Square. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, and at the time, I was definitely not ready for that. If anyone told me that would happen because of that photo, I probably wouldn't have posted it. But I'm so glad that it did because it's It's really just led to tons of other opportunities, which I'm so, so, so thankful for. Yeah. And so what what are we looking at for you, you know, in the next, you know, I know you're going to be graduating in the spring and and then what's coming up for you next for those stepping stones that you've been leading towards? Yeah. So since I am a senior, I am looking for some jobs. I would love to pursue a further career with Aerie because everything lines up, like everything that I stand for, they are as a company. And that would probably be my dream job right now. I'm focused a lot in marketing and social media, like I said. So I would love to be a social media manager for them or something in that realm. But I'm also, as I said, a key holder and body specialist at The Gap. And so that's definitely a possibility as well. Something Mm -hmm. marketing, social media wise for them. They're two amazing companies and I would be honored to work for either of them. So yeah, I'm keeping my options open. (laughs) And what do you see going forward as far as continuing on with the Children's Alopecia Project? Are you continuing to go to Alopecia Palooza and all the other events and things like that as often as you can? Yeah. In high school, I would take some time off from school or travel with my dad um, when he went to speak at schools because he travels around the country throughout most of the year speaking to schools where there's a child with alopecia who needs someone to just come speak to their school about what it is and bullying. But yeah, even though I'm not able to be there with my dad all the time, I still go sometimes and as much as I can when I'm not in class, I'm helping out with events. I still go to Alopecia Palooza. I actually spoke there two years ago 
which was really awesome because I'm so used to kind of just being behind the scenes volunteering. I feel like a lot of people always hear my story like through CAP, but it was nice to spread that message and use my voice while I was physically there as well because like I said, I usually am just volunteering, helping my family. So I would love to um, pursue that more, like speaking engagements. I would also just be content with helping my parents. I don't plan on stopping that anytime soon because with a nonprofit that ran out of a small office in our hometown, they need all the help that they can get. And it's really become like a huge aspect of our family. And when we can spend time as a family the most helping at these events and just brainstorming ideas, it really is part of our family. Yeah. Do you feel like having alopecia as someone with alopecia, looking at your surrounding family, do you believe that alopecia happens to the entire family? And has that perspective changed over the years versus, you know, when you were 10 to now? A hundred percent. I really feel like it happens to the whole family. Obviously affects the individual going through it the most, but everyone else's feelings that they're having during this whole journey are completely valid as well. There have been times that my sister has come home crying from school because people asked her, why does your sister have no hair? Or is she healthy? Does she have cancer? And like when I was going through losing my hair, it was just as hard for my family because they're part of me and they're watching me struggle. Or when I'm doing well, they're right beside me watching me do well. And so it really is, we're going through it as a unit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And you, would you say that the has been your feeling your entire life? Yeah, I would say so. My family obviously has always been very supportive and yeah, yeah. We've all just gone through it together. And I, I'm very open about how I'm feeling about my alopecia and I was never one to really hide it. So I think that being open about it, even with my family, it has, you know, alopecia in general has definitely like brought my family closer, not only because of cat, but just things that, that don't kill you, make you stronger. And I, I really agree with that. Awesome. What would you say to someone just getting diagnosed? Uh, maybe, maybe something that you could say to the parents and also something you could say to the child or teenagers. So those are definitely going to be all different answers. Right. So I would say in general that it's a journey and just to take your time and don't judge yourself on where you're at in your journey. Everyone moves at different paces. Everyone is on their own journey. So you can't compare yourself to anyone else. And I think that you should give yourself credit for the little steps that you do take because although I'm here talking about how confident I am with alopecia. It is very hard to go through and you should really commend yourself for any progress that you do make. That's perfect advice, really. And, and it does really cover whether you're a child or a parent and, or a teen. It's, it's the journey for sure. And we all need to go through it on our, not necessarily on our own, but we have our own personal journey, like you said. So right. Thank you exactly. so much. Yeah, yeah, of course. And how can people find you on social media or how would you like people to contact you? So I use my Instagram as my main platform because that's where I do all of my airy posts and I'm always posting these long captions. So I used to have a website that you could go to where I had my blog, 
but it's turned more into microblogging. So those will be like my airy posts that have like a long caption about self-love or positivity. And I do talk a lot about my alopecia as well. So I would say Instagram would be the best way to find me. And that is just M underscore W-O-Y. Awesome. I will put that in the show notes. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. I know this is going to be really beneficial to listeners and have an awesome rest of your year. We look forward to hearing all that you're doing and we'll check you out on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much. I wonder where all the kids and families who are living with alopecia around the world would be if Maddie hadn't developed alopecia and her parents hadn't said, we need something and this is what it looks like. Check out our show notes to find Maddie on Instagram. And thanks again for listening to this episode of Alopecia Life. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.